You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. If you're a mom who's ever felt like she wanted more in her life than just quote unquote her kids, you're not alone. And you're also not a bad mom for it. My new friend Camille is so good at helping moms just like you uncover what in business they might be best at and then intentionally craft a fulfilling life around it that includes quality time with your kids while still feeling like you. In today's episode, she gives so many practicals to help you feel like a success and redefine what that looks like as your family and business grows. She shares misconceptions about being a work at home or working parent, tips on managing mom guilt, how she knew when to hit the gas versus the brakes in her business, and more. It's a no fluff episode with loads of helpful, real advice. Stay tuned through this conversation. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And without further ado, welcome Camille. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. I'm so excited that we finally got to connect. We were literally just talking before hitting record about how we actually were on the same press trip with Disney last year, what, 2020, and never met, didn't realize we were on the same trip, and then connected on Instagram and have been trying to podcast together for a while now. So it's it's nice that the stars have finally aligned for us. Yes, finally. Mom life is that way. You know, it just takes time. But if you're persistent, I feel like people that you really need to reach out with and make a connection to, it works. So thank goodness. Totally. Okay. Also, I read a really fun fact on your website that I feel like I need to share with people um, because people need to know this about you, that you read Harry Potter out loud to your kids before they can watch the movies. That's yes. so fun. <laughs> I actually just finished the seventh book with my daughter last night. So your timing of asking that question is really funny. So I've read, no way. yeah, I, I'm kind of a stickler about it. They have to have read it before they can watch it because the books are always so much better and it's just such a magical journey. So yeah, I'm on the high of Harry Potter today because we just, I just finished it with my daughter. I've read it through with my son as well. So they all take turns. So you're an expert in Harry Potter. And then what is the, are you going to watch the movie this coming weekend? Yeah, she actually had a yucky tummy. So we might be watching some of it today, which I don't know, maybe that's a bonus of being able to stay home. Maybe I shouldn't do that. But yeah, we're going to be watching it this week. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. So besides that, you have your own lifestyle brand under My Mommy Style, and you've got the Screen Freeze program to help families create a healthy balance of screen time, which is awesome. You've got the Call Me CEO podcast about moms who run businesses. You've basically got all the healthy mom boss vibes going on, which I am here for. So tell everyone about you and what you do and why you are so dang passionate about helping and celebrating women who do both motherhood and business. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's, you know, listening to that that list of things that I've done and I'm doing, it's all been progress and step by step. It didn't all happen overnight. And through the process of creating my blog, I started it when I was a mom of two. And now I'm a mom of four. And it, you know, through pregnancies and nursing and everything else, it it's something that helped keep me engaged and alive in who I am and, and in touch with what made me feel connected to Camille as a person, not just as a mom and a wife, right? Even though I'm covering content that's all about motherhood and parenting, and I really felt like now that my youngest is going into 
kindergarten, I could start shifting more into the passion of what it is like to build a business online and also allow mothers the chance to share that story, which has been so much fun with Call Me CEO because there are so many incredible women out there that are just have so many amazing stories to share. So it's been such a fun journey. And that's so true though, too, because I feel like when you especially first start your motherhood journey, it's so easy to just become so consumed in I am now mom and I'm a milk machine or I am just at the beck and call of this helpless baby, which is amazing because obviously that's our job and we love it. But it also can be so hard because you can lose your sense of who you are as an individual in that process. So I think that's awesome. I mean, my own platforms have been the same way for me where like you have something that is yours and still kind of keeps you tuned into like who you are as a person before you were someone else's parent <laughs> along the way. Like it's just, it's so important. So could not agree more. What, what was the hardest thing for you in going from two kids or maybe one kid to two kids and then two kids to three, three to four? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think that when I first had just one, at first I thought, man, how am I going to even get anything done? How am I going to even get the dishes done or my laundry? Like everything just felt so overwhelming. And I called my sister who has seven children who I had helped. I know who I I had helped tend in the past, which I'm the youngest of the family. So really helping to take care of her kids is how I learned the steps of how the baby steps of becoming a mother. But I remember calling her and just saying, how, how do I do this? Like, how do I get things done? And she said something that really stuck with me. And she said, just pick one thing a day that you want to get done. And if you've done that thing, that's a a success. Even if that is keeping your baby fed and in, and in a diaper, like clean clothes and a clean diaper, you know, some days that's all you can manage where other days as you have more children and as you create more opportunity to have uh, space to kind of figure out your own mom hacks and how you work best as a mom, then you can, it just becomes easier. And you start to learn more about what to let roll off your shoulders, how to create time to really fuel back up your tank and just taking it one step at a time. So if you're lucky, the babies come one at a time. I think twins and triplets are great too, but I think you kind of just adjust and you adjust as a mom. You're not the same mom with one as you were with two, as you were with three, as, a, as you were with four. It's just also mm-hmm. different. So how do you think you are different now versus how you were when you first became a mom? Oh, well, it's funny because I studied family and consumer science education. So I did know a lot about child development, nutrition, dietetics. It's everything basically that I teach on my mommy style is what I have a degree to teach in, in class, but I never, I was never a teacher in the classroom. So I think in the beginning, I was coming to it with a lot of knowledge, so to speak, not so to speak. I did. I came with a lot of knowledge, but not wisdom in the experience Mm. of knowing what it is to be a mom and really understanding that I talked about this recently on an episode I just shared. I think that we as younger moms may look at other people doing certain things, whether it's a tantrum in the store or carrying a child football style under your arm or like, you know, all these things where perhaps as a younger mom, you see that mom and you think, gee, like pull it together. What's, what's their problem. And then you experience those things as a mom and you're like, okay, okay. Like solidarity. I see you. Like you are amazing. And you just like give them a virtual hug, high five, like you rock, you know, like the fact that you're out and even trying to do things fun with your kids and sometimes it goes South and that's okay. And so I think I'm different in the way that I'm much more empathetic. I'm much less um, quick 
to judgment of others or myself. And I give myself more grace of knowing, you know, you're not always going to be a rock star mom every day, but you can learn and adapt as you grow and, and move along. And, and that's, and that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So true. And just want to like give that solidarity from you and me to every mom listening in because we have all been in that position of having to carry the kid out of the store, throwing him over the shoulder, <laughs> leaving <laughs> leaving the cart in the middle of the aisle with a tantrum going on because man, it's mortifying in the moment. But in that moment, you you're so right. You're seriously just like praying to God that everyone can be empathetic and give you grace because you're like, I swear I'm not a bad mom. I swear they're not a bad kid. They're not even a wild child. It's just a, it's just a tired Tuesday and like this is what's happening. So (laughs) it's so true. Okay. So since you do call me CEO, obviously you're so good and so passionate about integrating mom life with business life and really kind of showing moms that they can do both and don't have to pick, which I love. I feel the same thing, resonates so hard. So for the mamas listening in who maybe have zero business background as of yet, I know you help women figure out how to make money from home and be with your kids by kind of identifying maybe what might be your most marketable skills and starting off with like, all right, what am I even good at and what could I do? So what sorts of questions should women be thinking about and kind of mentally checking off in considering whether something like starting their own business or being in business is right for them? Yeah, that's a really good question. I And I get this question a lot, which is why I put together two different options for you to do on my website. One is discovering your why. It's a free five-day process of thinking about your skills and also what you have that could be marketable or, or used. And then another uh, option is taking a stay-at-home quiz. How can you make money from home? There are so many options, which is why I recently put together a virtual assistant course that's launching in June for people who want to start monetizing their own services. And what I love about the option of being a virtual assistant is that you do not have to have a huge social following. You don't have to have a a degree to start. Uh, There are courses available like mine where I'm going to show step-by-step how to develop those skills that content creators CEOs, business owners, both online and brick and mortar are looking for help to expand their own business. So I feel like because of computers and technology these days, being a stay-at-home mom, running a side gig at your pace is absolutely possible and really fun. Absolutely. And from one content creator to another, like, oh my gosh, we all need virtual assistants. Holy Mm -hmm. mackerel. Like I would die without my assistant. So it's like, oh man, it's so such an important, such an important thing and can be so fun. Um, and you're right. You don't actually need, you don't need a college degree. Like you can learn as you go. It's really awesome. So that check the show notes because the link to Camille's, um, course will definitely be there for you if you're interested in checking that out. Um, but okay. What do you think are, maybe some of the biggest misconceptions about being a work at home parent or just a working parent in general, because I know we both came from a place of initially thinking that we might have to choose between, okay, do I have to be a stay at home mom or, or do I get to be a six figure earning CEO? But now we're both people who essentially teach others how to do what we do and be where we are, which I think is so cool. So what do you think was kind of a misconception maybe that, you see women have that's kind of holding them back from pursuing work while being a mom. Yeah. 
I love this question mostly because I, you know, I grew up in a very conservative religious home, which I'm so grateful for. And being a stay at home mom has always been my ultimate goal. I, I loved the idea of being at home with my kids for their comings and goings. And I, it's been such a blessing that I can do that. However, I really felt like in my circumstance, I needed something more to feel more like myself uh, and to kind of pull me out of loneliness and even depression and feeling like I had something to give. I think what's really funny is I found myself shopping clearance racks for no reason at all, or like uh, perusing <laughs> classified ads or just different things that were kind of like a waste of time in the downtime when my kids were napping. And I thought, man, I could really do something with these couple hours a day that was beyond Netflix or beyond shopping for no reason or beyond, um, you know, not wasting my time, but finding a way to feel productive in that time and also have some spending cash to feel like it's okay if I want to go get my nails done or get a new pair of shoes and, or buy some new kids for, or clothes for the kids or whatever it might be without feeling guilt. And so I think a lot of that is you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into thinking that it's selfish to want more for yourself, whether it is to bring in extra cash or to do something that's for you. And I think that that can be a misconception that, you know, to be a, a working parent or even a, a stay-at-home working parent, that it has to be all or nothing. And that's not the case. There are so many options where you can pick and choose the amount of time you work that week or how hard you're going to push it and also to pull back. So ideally, if you can find a business or a way to do it on your own terms, I think that's the very, very best. And now is the day and age where we really don't have to pigeonhole ourselves. There are so many options. Mm, so true. Since you mentioned guilt, have you ever felt mom guilt? And if so, how do you manage it? Because I know that oh, this is yeah. something that like, I feel like we all have it <laughs> and yeah. then we all, but it's not talked about sure. all that much. And it's like, I wish we could all just normalize it and be like, you know, mom guilt is so real and we definitely all feel it sometimes. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that and how you manage it. Oh, this is such a good question because so many times it, it's, it isn't necessary that someone else is putting the guilt on you. And maybe sometimes it can be that way because that certainly has happened in my life. But I think a lot of times keeping in check with what it is that we intend with our time and being purposeful is what will help you to overcome that guilt. So with time blocking or saying, you know, this is, this is how I want to spend my time this day, or these are my specific days where computer is off. Then if you set it up in your own mind, what those limitations are, it really helps you to feel more connection um, to when you are with your kids. I have found that if I... We have something where we do our one-on-ones, very specific detailed time with our kids that are dates and times on purpose. And I have found if you're taking time to do special one-on-one with your kids and or, well, really and, taking the time during the day to really focus in on them, they their cup will be filled and they'll give you space and time if you say, hey, I have homework too. I need to work on this for a minute. And they, as they get older, they'll understand that more. Obviously, two, three, four-year-olds don't get it. So that's like nap time, obviously, or you get a second to make it your own. Um, but that's why I created the Time for Us journals, which are parent and child prompt journals. If parents felt like they 
didn't quite know how to spend that special time, it's a prompt journal where you can sit down together and journal together. And it's for kids ages three to 12. But you don't, if it's not journaling, maybe it's out for a walk. Maybe it's sitting down and doing Legos or Barbies or whatever. But if you really block the time and say, okay, this is your time and use it how you want it, then I think they're much more likely to be lenient with you when you say, okay, I have homework too. How about you work on your reading and I'll work on my project. And I call, Mm -hmm. I call my work homework, or I even involve my kids in homework worth being an online creator. Like we both are a lot of times it involves our kids, you know, building the puzzle or sharing the new toy or whatever that might be. And now that they're becoming older and perhaps don't want, sometimes they want to do it. Sometimes they don't. I will pay them like an employee and I'll say, okay, this is the contract. This is what I've been tasked to do. And if you have a good attitude, that's a key, a key thing. If you have a good attitude and if we get these bits of the things done, we're going to go get ice cream or you'll get $2 or whatever that looks like for you, depending on the kid's age. But I really feel like children are at the age where, and this is something, a quote that I read recently that said, children have always seen their parents working it's just always been done in a different way depending on whatever you know whatever time period it was that you were growing up in if you were back in the early 1900s they were seeing parents go to work and if it was you know people that didn't have washing machines or dishwashers or all these other conveniences their mothers were working doing all those things because they didn't have the conveniences like we have now. And so I think that that guilt needs to be, be, needs to be reversed into knowing that you're teaching your child concepts of good work. And recently I had a mother's day like questionnaire and my four-year-old put, my mom is good at work. And at first I was like, Oh, it doesn't say like, I'm good at hugging. Like, you know, (laughs) I felt kind of bad about it at first, but then I was like, No, he didn't say it in a negative way. He said it because he really thinks I'm good at what I do and that he doesn't, it wasn't like this coming out of a place of like, feel guilty, mom. It was Mm -hmm. like, no, I see you and you're good at it. And I was like, okay, like that. So, you know, you, you just have to pace yourself and realize there are times you need to pull back and really listen to your intuition and follow it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so good and so true. And I think something you said, I want to reemphasize for everyone because you said they need their cups filled too. And I think that that is so important to remember because we can oftentimes forget that they're little people, like they're, they're, they're little human beings who have very real and very valid emotions, even if they don't necessarily know how to manage them quite yet. So if they are acting out, I think sometimes we forget that they, to think, well, why are they actually acting Mm -hmm. out? And it's not just because they're a terrible two-year-old, for example. It's like, it's maybe because they, they're not feeling like they're getting attention in a certain moment. And it might not mean that they're, they're constantly needing attention or like, or they're needy kids or anything like that. It might just be like, Hey, I'm not feeling seen. I'm not feeling heard. Like, Give, and if you give them what they need and fill their cup, I think you're absolutely right. They're much more lenient to give you time and space too. I mean, heck, my two, my two and a half year old literally said to us last week, um, mommy, I need some space. And we were <laughs> like, um, okay. <laughs> so we're like, uh, they, they pick up on that too. And like, they can, they sometimes want to be a need to be really close. And then sometimes they need their space too. So I think teaching them healthy ways to do that and mm-hmm. get that from a young age is, is important. So couldn't agree more. 
For you and your own business, what did it look like when you decided that you were maybe in a period of speeding up and hitting the gas in your business versus hitting the brakes and slowing down a bit? Mm -hmm. Yes. I recently have been pushing on the gas and on it, admit it honestly and admittedly it's been I've been pushing it kind of hard lately with getting my course off the ground. And I know I've been telling my husband, we've had this conversation a lot lately. I said, this is just a season. I'm on a runway. I know this isn't healthy, but just give me a month, you know, and we have to have that conversation as a couple because for him, he's like, but I just want to make sure you're aware. And I'm like, yes, yes. Like I see this, but I know my limitations. And I think it's really important to talk about it with your partner or with someone who loves you and knows you, uh, and can help you see that when perhaps you can't, I mean, obvious pauses in my life have been pregnancy. I have always slowed down. Newborn slows you down. Nursing, you know, slows you down. And then there's brief periods in between each kid where I was like, okay, push on the gas. And then I'm pregnant again and the slowdown and, you know, so it's just kind of like this off and on thing, which I think if you're doing anything online, that's content-based or something that you can allows you to do that. It's okay. Especially if you're in it for the long game, the long term, not just like a social media flash in the pan where it's like, I'm all in and then I'm out, you know, it's, it's really about the long term, And if, if you've been doing it for a decade, <laughs> like I have, there are times that even if you are in a phase where you feel like you could put on the gas, but then you just feel burnt out. And I'll, you know, this last weekend I went to our family cabin and I just needed to put the phone away and I didn't post all of Saturday or Sunday. And I know that some people say, don't do that. Don't do that. It'll make your engagement go down, which it does. But at the time I was like, it's not worth pushing that gas because I need time to recover. And so really checking in with your intuition is important because no one can tell you what it feels like inside except for you. And there's so much where I feel like we have, we feel like we have to be on the ball all the time, 24 seven. We always have to be showcasing ourselves and putting out something really great and wonderful. And I think that even people that don't have a business feel that way. And it's not true. It's not true. You can take a break. You can listen to yourself. You can refuel and then come back at it when you're ready. And honestly, I think that audiences appreciate that because they are human just like us. And if you tell people, listen, I need a break or I'm taking a little hiatus for my mental health or whatever, I think people understand that, especially in this day and age. And they're like, you know what? Amazing. We'll be here for you. Like, take care of yourself. That's a yeah. good thing. I think people are getting to the point where they feel like it's a little almost weirder to not take a break because people are looking going all right are you okay like are you is it are you normal are you gonna burn out do you need do you need some do you need an intervention like are you okay so I think that that's very important and a very necessary thing um for people to do and also for it to be just super normalized yeah I agree the more we talk about it the healthier it is and I think I should talk about it more and sometimes you avoid talking about it as an influencer or creator because you think oh, I don't want to like bring people down and I shouldn't do this or that. And maybe it doesn't get as many likes, but you always, always, always get messages from people saying, thank you so much for saying that. Where maybe they won't say it on your actual feed post or whatever it is, but they are craving to hear that normalcy and that it is, it is ups and downs. Absolutely. So if there was one thing, just one, one thing, a piece of advice, a word of wisdom that you could go back 
and tell younger Camille before ever becoming a mom, before ever starting a business, maybe while you are mentally grappling with the idea of both, what would it be? Ooh, (laughs) for this one. I think it would be to take everything in stride, meaning that there were so many highs and lows to get where I am now that I could have never imagined, but to do it anyway, because there's, I don't know, there's so many things that I feel like I would have missed out on had I been scared and I messed up a lot. I still am. I think this is the same advice I'd give myself today because there are so many things, highs and lows. However, with that, with that advice, I would also say, but remember to take it at your own pace because your babies grow up so fast, so fast. And I, that's something I legitimately think about every single day. And so as much as we hear it, like, like enjoy it while they're small. I've always thought about that. And I've always made that a priority, but I'm like adding all these extra things. It's okay to take time for you. It's okay to take the vacation. It's okay to go out with your girlfriends. It's okay to pump and leave for a few hours, like go get out and especially getting fresh air. It just changes everything. So there you go. That's a packed, packed message, but there, that's what it is. Hey, it's an important one. So sometimes you gotta, sometimes it can't be shortened down. I yeah. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Amazing. So I want to wrap up by asking you something that I ask all guests on thrive. And that is what does thrive mean to you? And how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? Hmm. Thrive to me means having space within your own mind where you feel content when all the noise is gone. Drop the mic. That's so good. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. So how do you strive to strive to thrive? I should say in your everyday life. Uh, For me, again, circling back to those things I had mentioned previously, I think it's really important for me to make exercise a part of my routine And also off time where I put all the technology away and I typically will light a candle to signify that special time for me. And I connect to myself that way, whether it's writing or reading or um, being in nature. That's awesome. I love that you light a candle to do it too. That's such a cool Mm -hmm. visual to signify that. I might, I might have to start doing that. I love (laughs) it so much. I'll do it sometimes like when it, when I'm winding down at night Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, it's my time. Ching. I like light my candle. Or if I'm about to do some serious work where it's like, I'm in the zone, phone goes off, light the candle. And it like, just is that little bit of something extra that helps me to like focus in on this is special time. Yeah. That's awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on Thrive and sharing so many good nuggets with everyone listening in. Tell everyone where they can find you online and where they can take advantage of all of your courses, resources, all of the things that you've got going on. Yeah, thank you. So my website is CamilleWalker.co. That's where you can find Discover Your Why, Taking the Stay-at-Home 
personality work at home mom quiz. And that's also where you can find information on the course. Now, I also have my mommystyle.com, which is full of family travel recipes, so many recipes, you guys. I'm on Pinterest, find me. Uh, there's a lot of recipes there and things to do with your kids for the summer. We have a summer learning series. So if you're looking for things to do with your kids coming up, it's a really good resource. And then on Instagram, I'm at camillewalker.co and also call me CEO podcast. Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.